0: I think people, you know, put so much emphasis on, on transactions and, um, my business partner has a brilliant saying, you know, people over transactions, people always first, and then everything else will follow. You'll see doors open that you wouldn't expect to open. You're listening to the business of thought leadership with
1: Nikki Baloo and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co host, Nikki Ballou. And I'm the other co host, Michael Palmer. And boy, have we got an incredible episode teed up for you today. We have as our very special guest, the one, the only, Dr. Kerry Rose. Dr. Kerry Rose is an incredible top-shelf educational expert who helps people develop online courses that actually deliver phenomenal results, meet the learners where they're at, create raving fans, and generate phenomenal results for the people taking the course. Hello, Dr. Kerry Rose.
0: Hi, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Very Great. Fantastic. Great to have you on the show.
0: Great. Thanks. Great to be here.
1: Awesome. The first question I want to ask you is, how did you get to be Dr. Carrie Rose? How did you get to be this fantastic, incredible expert and thought leader? The listener wants to know. Tell us.
0: Oh, thanks. Uh, You know, I jumped through some hoops. There's a short story. Um, No, it it really goes back a long ways, actually. Um, I had some some trouble learning, honestly, in my childhood. I had something called uh, selective mutism. Um, and dyslexia, which I've only self-diagnosed in my later years, honestly, went into fifth grade like that and came out the other end with the highest standardized test score that school had seen. And what happened was just one teacher making a huge, huge impact in a very short amount of time from not being able to read anything to to being at that level. Um, Of course, as I went on, I pursued public education, worked in in the public sector for about 10 years, um, and really just develop that passion for learning strategies, for what makes one person go from, you know, from having the kind of difficulties that I had to to the success that I had, really, and trying to repeat that process over and over and over in, um, in children. You know, I worked with children also with selective mutism, dyslexia, uh, deaf and hard of hearing, autism, all sorts of behavior challenges, and really moving them forward and decided to pursue my doctorate. And in that time, wrote my dissertation on professional development. If you look at online courses, they're either professional or personal development, right? So my specialty was professional development. And that's when I was introduced to the world of online courses. And what I found was that there really wasn't enough learning taking place inside of them or or the presentation wasn't developed in the way that would expand someone. And so that's where my, you know, (laughs) my uh, journey down that rabbit hole really began. (laughs)
2: It's fantastic, and you know what? While well, I was so excited when I met you and heard about what you did, what I was so excited about having you on the show for was that there's a lot of people out there that are trying to take what they know and and sell it to people and help them make a difference in their own lives and do whatever it is that they're going to do, but they're not that effective at it. And I think having you on to share. How some of this works, and how you you've been able to help some really really big names uh, around the world take their books, their knowledge, their information, and put it into really powerful programs that do make a change.
0: Yes, you know it's, that's a great point that they're you know they're not being as effective, and you know we can see the ineffectiveness really when we examine course completion rates, um, which are on average about three percent. So 97% of courses that are purchased aren't finished. And those courses can range, you know, up in the thousands of dollars people are spending and not finishing them. So that's what my current research is actually. And I've been interviewing a lot of people to, you know, a lot of really smart marketers to find out the connections on the other side of it. Because I figure online courses, are some semblance of a balance between education and marketing, right? So um yeah, that's my current uh, passion. <laughs> Why
1: Excellent. do you think 97% of the people don't follow through on finishing the course? That's an unbelievable statistic.
0: Isn't it? It's ridiculous. Um, you know, and it, really what people have based the success of a course on in the past is re- refund rates, average refund rates being about 15%. And then, you know, the common practice in the field is that if, you If it's not 20%, then you're not aggressive enough in your marketing, right? So they're looking for how many people are, or they're satisfied to the point of refunding. But if we look at consumer behavior across the board, only four to five percent of dissatisfied customers ever actually ask for a refund. So when you're trying to base the health of your course and the health of your online business on a refund rate, you're really missing the mark <laughs> on whether or not people are, are satisfied and truly implementing the information. So.
2: Yeah, and it, and it speaks a lot to the longevity of that person. In Mm -hmm. in the marketplace, because if people aren't doing the course, they're not getting the difference that they want to get out of doing the course. Then it's not going to go anywhere. I'd really like to know what you've seen that hasn't worked in in courses, and where you see the biggest mistakes people making when they're developing their own content.
0: Sure, Um, I think. it really goes into a series of steps. There's a lot of the steps that can be taken, but that also means that there's a lot of positive steps that can be taken, right? So looking at researching the marketplace to begin with, a lot of people come out of an event or an experience and go, I have a dream I want to share with the world and I'm so excited and here world, here it is. And they expect the market to buy. And although it's possible, what you have to do is really research and see if there's room for that in the marketplace. And and some people approach it from a standpoint of there's nothing there. So that's a good thing. And really there needs to be something or any in existence with maybe missing content, marketing gaps or missing pieces in the funnel. And that's where you can fill in and be that added voice inside of it. The other side is to get to know your target demographic really well. You're not just speaking to nobody, you're speaking to somebody and, and Luckily, with the way uh, ads work these days, you can speak to a lot of somebody's that <laughs> represent the same target. Um, but you have to know them and, and really know what they want to help with, you know, and answer those pain points and those hopes and dreams inside of the course. A really good friend of mine, a market earning uh, Tim Irway, said, you know, you really want to take them from sexville to awesome town. So when you're thinking about, you know, your person, how can you get them from where they're at to that feeling of, you know, of complete accomplishment? And so researching them and knowing that also helps as well as, you know, creating, I'm giving you like the, the steps and process here, but yeah, creating copy around that to answer those pain points, like what's really going to get them from A to B. And then, and this is the part that I think a lot of people really mess up on is, is having that congruence then. So if your copy says X, then X is what your course does. Like a hundred percent.
1: I love what your friend said about taking from Sucksville to Awesome Town. I think that's fantastic. It's brilliant. Um, Here's a question I've got for you. Sure. The name of this podcast is The Business of Thought Leadership. And Mm -hmm. while your thought leadership is fabulous and and amazing and interesting to the listener, I think the listener is also interested in finding out how you personally commercialize your expertise. So how do you do it? What are the various ways in which you take your expertise and put it out there and get paid for it?
0: Sure, sure. You mean not, not just the word of mouth business? Um, <laughs> it does I does help. It. I'll tell you what, when I'm getting started or was getting started, it really did help to be amazing at what I do because word of mouth, word travels fast. And you, know, um, you get one person that's doing amazing things that recognizes you and supports you and they will pass you along, but you really do have to make sure that you're above par um, and everything you touch. The other side of it is to really involve yourself in in high-level masterminds and events and programs that really are designed to push you forward in your business. Um, my partner and I just got back from uh, an invite-only mastermind with Ryan Dice from Digital Marketer. Um, Pete Vargas put it together from Advance Your Reach. And the only way that I can say that that took place was, you know, getting on stage myself and then having connections and relationships and really working towards developing that. And and that's, I mean, Michael and I met at at Traffic and Conversion Summit. That's why I'm on this podcast right now. I think people, you know, put so much emphasis on, on transactions and um, my business partner has a br- brilliant saying, you know, people over transactions, people always first and then everything else will follow. You'll see doors open that you wouldn't expect to open. That's the advice that I could give outside of, of course, the marketing funnel and the ad spend and going to the customer store. Um, (laughs) You know, all of the basics of of an online business.
1: Absolutely, you know what, I really like what you said about investing in in high-level peer groups. And mm-hmm. organizations. We really believe in that. Uh, we we've curated a community and, and and a peer group of people. And being around the right people really makes the biggest difference in the world in terms of propelling you forward. You know, Charlie Tremendous Jones said that you're gonna be the same person you are today, five years from now, except for two things, the books you read and the people you hang around with. And that's why okay. we think that making sure that you uh, consume good thought leadership in the form of books and podcasts from smart people is important. And it's also really important to make sure you're in the right peer groups.
0: Mm-hmm. And they will, like when you're in the right peer groups with the right people, they will literally hand you the keys. Like at that point, there's nothing you need to do, you know, to take the worry out of it, take the stress out of it. You concentrate on relationships, everything just, it falls into place.
1: Brilliantly said Couldn't have said it better myself.
2: <laughs> so Carrie, Thanks. yeah. I, you know, when we met, uh, at Traffic and Conversion, that was one thing I, I noticed about you as well, is that you've done a great job of being able to leverage what you know and get it in front of the the right people. And I'd like to hear a little bit of that backstory, because I think when I met you, you were just about to start working with Ryan. How did that come about?
0: Um, I actually have not worked with Ryan yet, but we're in talks for potential in the future. I was called out to Traffic and Conversions by... Um, Roland. Ah, uh, yes, okay. Native commerce. So, and, and that's still tabled for the moment, but a future discussion is possible. And really, um, you know, I think for me, a part of developing relationships on social media, like I actually work to develop them. <laughs> mm. I don't know how many friend requests y'all get a day, but it's, um, it's getting a little ridiculous on my end at different times. But one of the things I do is I won't accept somebody into my world unless I'm able to say hi to them mm. and talk to them because you really just, you don't know who's on the other end, you know? So every time I get a friend request, if I accept the person, I say, hi, nice to meet you. It's first thing, you know, which is, is just something that's so obvious when you're in social circles. You know, if you meet someone at a restaurant or something, or you're out like you and I met, you know, hi, nice to meet you. Of course you'd say that, but online we forget that step. And then we just start commenting on people's personal business on their Facebook page and, and really miss the whole, like, I'm here to connect with you as a human being. That's, that's really the biggest piece of advice that I could give somebody is to honestly like reach out and really want to connect with whoever's coming across their path for whatever reason they're coming across their path.
2: Yeah. And you, you're, you're great at nurturing relationships with Chris Gilbo on, on our podcast recently, and that's one of his superpowers is, is building and sustaining and generating, nurturing those relationships. Uh, and just like you did with me as well, you kept in touch and we've gotten to know each other. And I've I've been watching you on social media do some really cool things. And I can't stress enough some of the, you know, looking at your website and seeing the the, the people that you've worked with, it's phenomenal. But I do want to know, I want to know some of these lucky breaks that you've had because, you know, there's a lot of academics out there that probably have a lot of knowledge like you have around mm-hmm. education, but yet you've been able to get it out to a really broad audience. And I think that's, that's something I really respect and admire about what you've done. And I'd like to hear a little bit of that backstory.
0: Sure. So what what really happened with me when I, when I said I was writing my dissertation and kind of introduced to the world of online marketing is that I met three guys in a bar.
1: <laughs> I love it. And, oh my, That sounds like a punchline for a joke. <laughs>
0: doesn't it? All good jokes to start with. And they were marketers. And they introduced me to the world of online marketing, but they also mentored me and guided me along that path. And I think that the true beauty and the true crossover comes when, you know, academics can push aside the academia for a moment and start to look at reach, you know, the whole online space. It's it's some blend of the two. You know, everybody you talk to, they're, they're an entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and edu-marketers, all these terms have something to do with education. So, yes, anybody that has some really good thoughts that can put them out there, like you're saying, is a thought leader. They can put them out there, but they have to look at the business side of it and they have to look at the marketing side of it and think like a marketer.
2: Totally agree. I totally agree. And and how has that journey been for you? You met these marketers in a bar. How does the joke go? Let's keep going with this joke. (laughs) I love it.
0: I'm still on the joke. (laughs) I'm waiting for the punchline. um, (laughs) It it really, you know, I think that it goes back to that conversation about relationships, but they really kind of guided me and, and pushed me in a different direction and showed me the The potential that was out there when you think with like an abundant heart and an abundant mind what can possibly come to you whereas I think in in academia we get so stuck into fences and lines drawn in the sand you know of of what we think the world is and we approach things from a very logical perspective and a very succinct perspective and you know one step at a time but marketers approach the world from possibility.
1: That's so brilliantly said. It's almost a transformational concept that you're really articulating for us uh, on the show right now, Dr. Rose. Um, Thank you. So here's another question for you. One of the things that we really like to promote is to have thought leaders make the difference they were born to make. And you Mm -hmm. just a moment ago spoke of people coming from their hearts. So Mm -hmm. it's really clear to me that you're in the process of making the difference you were born to make. How did you arrive there? And what advice would you give to the listener about how they can arrive there?
0: Sure. Um, I I think part of it is (laughs) listening. I have faith and I believe that messages appear in whatever, whatever means they do. And I think that whenever I arrive at a situation, good or bad, I ask, why am I here? Why am I receiving this? You know, and really listening to, you know, to what I hear, you know, or to what I believe. If my heart were to talk to me, why am I on this path? You know, and I think so many of my years were spent trying to make sense of my backstory. <laughs> why would God create a child that couldn't speak or read? <laughs> you know, why would this happen? Or how would this go for so long? And then how can I make it something more powerful? You know? I think for other people, it's, it's also to, and this is a battle I have with myself, get rid of something that my friend David Baer calls unintelligent thinking. And unintelligent thinking are really those voices that hold you back, They're your own thoughts. You know, I think that it's been said, and you guys may know the actual numbers on this, something like 50, over 50% of your thoughts that you have inside your head every day are not positive or helpful. And so a lot of people, you know, try to combat that using meditation or, or whatever to focus themselves. But if you really just look at it and call it what it is and you call it what David calls it, unintelligent thinking, it can really set you on the right path, you know, because when you hear something and it sounds negative and it sounds incongruent to you and it sounds bad, just saying, wait, that's not smart, <laughs> you know, just pausing for a second and saying, that's not smart. What's really true, you know, and, and focusing on that, then you'll find where you, what your answer is and you'll find what your purpose is.
1: I love it. That's brilliantly said. So, Carrie, how do you go about disseminating your expertise? I know that you help people with doing online courses. Do you also do speaking engagements? Do you do training programs? What are the various ways in which you basically leverage that expertise of yours to reach the widest possible audience?
0: Yes. (laughs) All of the above that you just said. Yes, I do speaking engagements, um, which I absolutely love because it's a really fast way to, to gain a larger audience. And speaking engagements can look like a lot of different ways. So you and I are having a speaking engagement currently, you know, an online seminar, webinars, and then of course, live, uh, live engagements as well. Um, I do have an online training program that trains people in the process of, of, of making that learning impact. It's a process that I've created based on hundreds of research studies as to what actually makes somebody learn as opposed to, you know, just teaching the way that we were taught, which we can see in, in the school systems as being ineffective, um, on a generally large scale. And then I also do intensives with clients where, you know, I fly to them or they fly to me and we sit down and just knock it out (laughs) three days. And then here's your course. Or I've also like for, for high end clients, I will take their books and turn them into courses for them. So depending, (laughs)
2: It's really great. And I know when we first met, you, you have evolved in your business as well and mm-hmm. are constantly, as you get busier, it'll be more of the online course that people need to to get instead of one-on-one time with you. Um, Correct. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that online course and what it <laughs> contains. And and I'm really curious about it because I'm definitely one of those people, you know, Nikki and I create content and uh, create courses. And so part of the reason we want to have you on the, uh, on the podcast was as well, we're, we're interested in your product, right? And I think there'll be a <laughs> lot of people interested in your product. So tell us more about it and then uh, we'll see where we go with it.
0: Sure. Well, I try to remove as many barriers as humanly possible to get somebody from an idea to their own course. Um, And I feel that a lot of dropout has to do with time, the amount of time that we involve somebody in our process and in our thoughts. Um, For instance, I think we come from a space of giving time as giving value. And what we really need to think of is time is valuable. It's valuable the person that's giving you their time in order to take whatever your product is. So I've set up my course as simple as possible. Honestly, the people that come through it do more work than I did to create it. um, Because I want them to do the work. I want them to have something at the time when they're done. The videos are super short. And most of the value, if I were to analyze it, I'd say is in the workbook itself because it's the pieces that the questions that you need to think about when you're creating something um, and then the steps to really put it into action and create those lessons. So the course itself walks you through creating one lesson you know, like all the steps and all the pieces that you would need inside of one lesson or one module. And then, you know, it's up to the person on the other end to take it and then make that, you know, their five modules or their 10 modules, depending on what they want their course to be. So that's why I say it'll take more from them than it took from me Um, (laughs) because of that process right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Time intensive. And Mm -hmm. what have you seen the results that you've seen with some of the big people that you've worked with? what, What have they noticed about the quality of the programs they're developing?
0: you know i i i've really been really blessed to have some amazing clients i'm actually i'm re- i think i mentioned i'm researching for my book right now you know on course completion rates and i had um an interview with jay bearer of convincing Convert, who's one of my former clients. And I said, you know, what would you suggest to somebody that's sitting down to, you know, start to make their first course? And he said, work with you. And so I said, okay, mic drop, book written, I'm done. <laughs> you know, <Nice>. like, <laughs> I'm out of here. But you know, one of the things that Jay said to me in the beginning that made me feel really good, I'm a words of affirmation person, so I like nice things. Um, but oh, he said, you know, good. I'm really impressed by you and I don't get impressed very easily. And when he said that, it just blew my mind. I'm like, oh, gosh, confirmation, 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 right path. You know, like I said, listening to the signs around you. So that's definitely something that stood out to me. But I think also Anthony Trucks of uh, Trust Your Hustle, he's putting together another project right now, I think with Brendan Burchard as we speak. I'm not sure exactly his launch date, but the course that I worked on with him, he had a 90% completion rate. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I just said it was 3% is average, 90 is what he had so to me those you know numbers don't lie I think that's like you know an amazing statistic I'm super proud of him super thankful to have had the opportunity to, to put that together with him
2: that's remarkable and that, that's what I was trying to get you I know you're very modest but that's, that's the kind of uh, expertise that you have and it's a remarkable outcome
0: thank you
1: truly truly it is well you know when we come to the close of our podcast episode with our fabulous guest, we ask them to share with the listener their three top expert action steps that they want the listener to take on and act upon immediately to help them proceed forward in their area of thought leadership so that they can make the difference they were born to make. So what would be your three top expert action steps?
0: Okay three top action expert steps, research your target demographic. First and foremost, before you do anything in your business, you need to know your people. You need to know who you're talking to and you need to develop a relationship with them. The next step would be to create and design all of the pieces for your marketing funnel, making sure you've got your ad copy, making sure you've got your email series written, making sure you've got, you know, how you're going to follow up with them when it's done. And then the third thing would be to actually do it. I think that's the piece that most people miss. Like I can give you action steps all day, but if you don't take action, it doesn't matter.
1: Well said. That's actually pretty darn brilliant. And listen, what are you up to these days that you want to tell our people about? What's what's something you're up to that you'd like to promote?
0: Sure. As soon as it is written, (laughs) I'll have my book. I'm in the middle of all of these interviews right now, which have just been absolutely amazing. But um, and the content is 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 truly brilliant, I'm, I'm putting together um, a book to help people raise completion rates. So as soon as that's ready, I'll definitely get a link out to y'all, so you can share with your with your audience. And then, you know, if they're interested in building out a course, they're you know more than welcome to uh, to hit me up either through Facebook or through my website, which is drcarrieroes.com. There's a couple of different options to work with people, or if they just want to learn the process, they can also check out the course right there on the website
1: is there a special link or uh, or gift or option you'd like to offer to our listener hint hint
0: uh, a special gift or option <laughs> that I would like to offer to the listener yeah I wish I, <laughs>
1: <bottom one ahead laughs> I put of you on the spot I know
0: LaShawn what's a special offer offer I can offer to the listener 50% off because I like them oh okay 50 50- off because I like you. Go to brandlegend.us backslash T-B-O-T-L and I'll have that offer ready for you.
1: You are the best. Thank you so much. And it's been a real pleasure and a real honor to have you here on our show. Thank you so much, Dr. Carrie Rose.
0: Sure, my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
2: Thank you, Carrie. It's been great. And I can't wait to see you again at some point in the future, live somewhere on this great planet we live on. definitely. That is another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. You can find all of the notes for this episode at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. And of course, we'll have that wonderful gift of Carrie's posted there where you can link to that. Please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to know what you're thinking and how you like the show. And until next time, goodbye.
0: You've been listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.